Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new podcast of Shameless in Chicago. This is your host, Nin. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to be discussing a multitude of things. But specifically, I kind of want to touch in upon Love is Blind and the scene where Izzy said he's going to pay 50-50. So I think that's called going Dutch. Isn't that like a real thing? Is is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called going Dutch. You pay 50-50. Okay. Well, we're going to kind of talk about that today. I order three margaritas, you get water. We pay 50-50. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in relationships. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So have you watched Love is Blind? No, I'm not really familiar with Love is Blind. Oh, okay. Well, Love is Blind. I'm not going to explain the show to you, but basically I'm going to explain the show to you. Oh my God, I'm explaining. Give me the nutshell. Okay. Vanessa. Love is <laughs> Love is Blind is a show that takes complete strangers like men and women and they're asking, is, is love blind? Like basically, can you just talk to somebody, get to know their personality, their voice? And then fall in love with them, ask them to marry you. And then once the guy proposes to you, you guys meet each other face to face. And then you go into real life. And it's this whole experiment of like, can you do a honeymoon together? So they go to Mexico right after. And then they live together. Can they handle that? Can they handle the pressures of the outside world? Like, is love truly blind? And then at the end of the day, will they make it down the aisle to eventually get married? And so that's where the question comes from. Uh, is love blind i'm sorry i need to pause one second this just in i pay a yearly subscription for paramount plus Uh and it came out today (laughs) and it went up (laughs) it's now 119 dollars. how much was it before uh it was a hundred dollars when i got it a year a year and now i'm paying 119 dollars and uh now my account is overdrive i'm so glad tomorrow is a payday Oh, wow. wow. That was a lucky hit, Paramount. But I love my Star Trek and my big brother, so I I can't be without it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So back to the Love is Blind. Okay. So in that episode, Love is Blind, that recently aired, which was last Friday, um, there's this couple. It's Izzy and Stacy. Izzy is the guy. Stacy is the girl. Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) And so she shows him her house. And he says, she says like, oh, how are we going to pay for things? Like money is obviously important in relationships. And he says, well, everything's going to be 50-50. And he was like, even though you own the place, I will help pay half. The bills will be half groceries. And then she was like, okay, how about dinner? And then he was like, oh, we'll just throw the cards on the table. And she's like, no, like I expect the man to pay for dinner. And then it got into a discussion where he was just kind of like, like, I don't think I should be paying for dinner. But like, homie, you're 29 years old. You're an adult man now. So no, wait, let me ask you this, though. So like she's okay with paying 50 50 on like the rent, the groceries, all that. But when it comes to dinner, she wants I could get behind a man doing that for me. That sounds like that sounds like a good time. Right. Like you want to be treated right. If you can't handle it. Buddy, you just got to learn how to cook. Well, like if you go out to dinner dates and stuff like that, like you want your partner to pay for it, especially a woman wants her man to pay for it. I'm not going to speak for all women nowadays, but a mass majority of women want to be paid for by a man. We just want to be treated right. I think everyone wants to be paid for by a man. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I pay on the dates. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, it sucks, but we. I don't always pay, so I'm. I'm in a. I'm in a gay relationship. A gay relationship. <laughs> There's two men here. Gay so, relationship. Yeah, it's. A, I call it a gay relationship because you need to know what you're getting into. Um, we take turns. 
you know, at one point, I think we went out to the bar at one weekend, and I certainly had more to drink than my partner. Yeah. Um, it was a cash bar, and I had to walk up to him, and I said, hey, um, I need money. Yeah. I was like, I don't even remember taking that many shots. He's like, oh, you took you, you, you took that many. Um, so it's a give and take, but you got to get them used to paying. Yeah. Because yeah. if not, you're going to get stuck with some hefty bills. Right, right. And, like, my thing is, personally, from relationships, okay, so... I'm a Syrian and I'm Middle Eastern. So we're always used to the man paying for things, right? Like when I was younger, I always witnessed my dad paying for everything my mom wanted. And that is the norm with Middle Eastern relationships. Now my boyfriend is not Middle Eastern, he's Albanian. And when we first started dating, I told him straight up like, hey, I expect you to pay for 90% of everything. I love that you come with a warning label. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On our first date, I literally said, I am dating for marriage. And if you are not, let's not waste my time. Well, that's pretty basic. But if you're going to come up to someone and say, hey, this is my red flag. I want you to pay for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like, I'm not going to waste your time. You don't waste mine. So on the second day, I believe I paid and I got turned off by that because, of course, like I like a man to be a man. And by the time we got to our third day, I told him straight up, I was like, hey, I'm going to need you to pay for 90% of everything. And the times I pay will be rare and it won't be planned. So either you take it or you leave it. And it's going to be a surprise. You're just going to be like, oh, you know what? This time I think I'll pay the $5 bill for the two snow cones. No, that's actually exactly what happens. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> no, that's literally what happens. We'll go out to like, let's say McDonald's or like ice cream. And I'll be like, I'll pay for it. He'll be so excited. It's like a gift. He'll be like, oh, you're paying for it? You have him so depraved that the bare necessities <laughs> are exciting for him. I love it. No, but it's it's cute. It's fine. But like, I feel for him, he tells me so often, he feels so masculine when he just takes over that little role. And it's like, it's great because it makes you feel good and I feel good. And my wallet is happy too. I personally believe you're in a relationship. I grew up watching my parents pay 50-50. Okay. I, I think 50-50 is fair. Um, You know, not, sometimes a man wants to feel treated. They want to feel special too. Men yeah. want flowers. Men want chocolates. Men want to be taken to dinner. Yeah. Especially on their birthdays. Yeah. But I, I think that it's important. It builds like trust in a relationship to know that, you know, you know, I can say I can rely on this person if something happens to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, that's how I feel. I, I agree with 50, 50 go off, dude, learn how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that also reinforces like you, what you grew up with is what the norm is for you. That's true. It's nature over nurture or is it nurture over nature? It's, it's nurture versus nature. It's never one over the other. They're, oh. they're just a versus. Well, the eternal fight. Yeah, it is it is and so I never grew up like I don't my mom never paid for anything like my dad always paid for stuff even when she was working my dad was like keep the money for yourself as my my husband duties it's to take care of the house the wife and the kids and so that's what I grew up with and that's what I expect from my relationship as well I know times have changed things are more expensive nowadays but oh, they're, 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 we can't just say they're so much more expensive they're exponentially much more expensive no literally literally so not to veer too off topic but 50 50 relationships honestly i don't think you should be nervous to talk to your significant other about money because that is something that a lot of people get divorced on Absolutely. is financial issues and if you are too nervous to talk about 
finances with your boyfriend, your partner, whatever. I mean, the you case should talk about anything with your partner. You shouldn't yeah. be with them. You shouldn't. And you should be able to talk to them outright. And especially when it comes to money, if you're uncomfortable with it, let's say like my boyfriend was like, listen, I'm not comfortable paying 90% of the time. That's just not something I'm willing to do. Have a conversation, compromise or leave the relationship. Yeah. Talk them down to 80 or something. You know, you can always right. make it, you can always make it work, make some room. Right. Exactly. And if you're like in a relationship with somebody who's more in debt than you, perhaps you might be like, Hey, like, can you pick up a little bit more than me? Because I'm in debt. Like, for example, I have student loan debt. My boyfriend does not. And so that's when things start to change. Like, you know, like, hey, I have this extra finance every month that I have to factor in. Can you pay for dinners a little bit more often? Can you like pick up the bill on groceries a little bit more often? I think it's perfect, you know? Yeah. I mean, as long as you, you're, as long as your partner is completely aware of what they're getting into and they're consensual, yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I think transparency is key in relationships. I agree. I agree. Definitely, I would say before you get into a relationship, I think it's healthy to talk about the amount of debt that you're in because yeah. someone's trying not to marry someone who's $100,000 in debt because your credit scores, I think, kind of get joined up when you're married and it makes buying a house a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, credit's kind of a prerequisite for a relationship mm -hmm. these days. You need a credit check. Thankfully, it's a soft check. Yeah. But you need a soft credit check before you can start dating anyone in 2023. Yeah, I'd have to agree because I told my boyfriend that I was pretty heavy in student loan debt and he was just like okay like your debt is my debt and once we get married that debt becomes both of ours and we're both gonna have to pay for it but he knows about it and he's willing to help me and I'm fine with that I'm fine with him helping me or not helping me but that's a conversation we've already had I don't want us to get married and him to be like oh my gosh, you're in so much debt. We can't buy a house. I can't help you pay for this. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to help me pay for it. We've already had that discussion. Good. It's not going to be a plot twist down the road. No. Like a bad movie. No. Oh, it's not a horror movie. It's you're in loads of debt. No, literally. I know people that go into relationships and then they're like, oh yeah, my wife was $20,000 in credit card debt. And I didn't know that before I married her. <sighs> And did they stay together? Like, is that how that story completed? Like, they found no, a way? No, oh. they ended up getting divorced. Right. And so, yeah. do you take on, do you do you think you take on any of that debt that you've married into after you get divorced? What do you mean? So, like, say you and I get married. We get divorced, but I married you and you have your debt. Yeah. Do I take any of your debt with me? You know, I think it's split 50-50. That's horrific and Oh my God. But I'm not here to spread false information. I think Google it's, it. it's Google really, it yourself. it's really upon what you agree with your significant other and what your lawyers agree upon with you. So let's say like I'm in debt. Are you taking part of my debt? Are you taking some of the credit card that we like accrued over the 10 years of marriage? Right. I think definitely I, you will, you will take joint debt with you. Like yeah. that's, that's without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Does the personal debt follow? I, I don't know I that. I don't think so. Cause at the end of the day, for example, your credit cards right now and my student loans are under our own names. True, 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 true. It's not like we join those together. Darn. So I can't marry my debt off. No. Oh, that would be so fantastic. Unless you marry somebody rich who can pay it all off. Big surprise. They'll be like, okay, I'll write you a check. You're done. And Isn't then, that everyone's dream? Yeah, I want to live the Blair Waldorf lifestyle. No, I swear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, that's enough about finances, but let's talk about more adult things. Yeah, I want to talk about how I'm watching a show on Hulu called Pose. Okay. 
And it's about these like queer and drag black drag queens in New York in the 80s. And it's during the AIDS crisis. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that as I watch this show, like they're doing like really, of course, dramatic scenes. But I'm crying like I'm full on crying i can't help it i'm sobbing and think why why ryan murphy are you doing this to these characters who yeah. deserve to live i came from like that like desensitized mindset to now i'm like i feel everything i see i can't even watch a war movie like really? i'm like i see people die and i'm like oh i hate death i think just the thought of like anyone passing but in the front of my eyes is like a traumatic oh, thought you know yeah. I'm, like, I'm like ah it's like, so like mm -hmm. these people back on the show that i'm watching they're dying because like they're being infected with hiv aids and whatnot and they staged a walkout so it's a bunch of gay and transgender and queer you know people of color and they walk into this big catholic church and they're holding signs that say stop AIDS. Uh, the only way to stop prevention is like with condoms. Women die twice as fast. And, you know, I did not know these things. But you see these people die and they put like these contacts in them to make it like they're going blind. And it's just they're wasting away. Yeah. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. So or have you gotten more sensitive as you've gotten older? Like, do you feel like high school you would have been like, I'm oh. fine. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I'm, I would be bullied by high school mm -hmm. me because of like mm -hmm. how much I cry. I I would never show such emotions. No, I swear. Oh, never. But do you feel like, do you ever show like that or something like you listen to or anything that like invokes like a really weird emotion? You know what? Last year, I think it was, or two years ago, I went to an Assyrian conference and this guy, this Australian guy has produced this beautiful like five minute piece of art. And it's literally like it, it depicts like I'm going to cry thinking about it because it just makes me so emotional. But it's like a dad and his daughter and they're like hiding away from ISIS and stuff like that. Oh, oh. And, you know, when I was younger, I learned about like the whole uh, inv U.S. invasion of Iraq, you know, and I was like, OK, like war is war. We've been through war like for hundreds of thousands of years. Right. And. But for some reason, like this video, like hit so hard for me. I started crying. Oh. And then when I went to Iraq this past summer, it was so hard for me not to hold back tears. Like I was just crying for like the dumbest things. Like, for example, I was interviewing this lady and I was like, oh, how is life here in Diana, Iraq? And she was just like, oh, my gosh, it's paradise. I love it here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She like loves it there. I started crying. Why? Literally, if you see in the video, it's in my YouTube video. She literally looks at me with the most confused face. Like, bitch, why are you crying? She's like, this is this is where I live. I don't come to your no. home and cry for you. Right, like, right. wow. I would be like, what? are you okay? No, literally, she was so confused. She was so like, why are you crying? And I felt myself tearing up and crying. I was like, hold it in, hold it in. Oh. <laughs> and then I was just like... And what would you like to tell the people back home? Oh my God. And I was crying because like, I, I have so much love for the Assyrian people and like my ancestors and stuff like that. I feel like I've had this like spiritual awakening almost like, and I start crying at the dumbest things, but it's not even just for Assyrians. Also, like when I was in college, I took a class called serial and mass murder. And oh, yeah. Hold on. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was a college course? It was a college course. An accredited college course? Yes. That you got hours for? Yes. That went towards your degree? Yep. 
That sounds horrifying. Tell it, me more. It was it was a great class. I learned the difference between serial murder, mass murder, the psychology of them, all of that, and like the research that has gone into it. I already know the difference between a serial murder and a mass murder. It's what they eat for breakfast. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I could not take that. Now I could not take that course. I will start crying. I like literally tell me the victims, show me the victims' faces. I will start crying. No, I can't do it. I watch the news. I cry at the news. Oh my gosh. The news I, is the worst. Yeah, so my, my boyfriend watches like the Spanish news. Mm-hmm. It's so much worse. Oh, like yeah. they, they, they thrive off of the, the, the shock factor. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like, oh, a family of three murdered by their own daughter, baby, like four year old. It's like, what? <laughs> How did she do? She did it awfully. It was gruesome, a bloodbath. They didn't even clean up. They they left the scene open for the whole camera crew. I'm like, what? It's shocking. Oh wow. Yeah, like Premiere Impacto. Like watch it with some subtitles. You'll be like, what is wrong with the world? And they'll have like a a feel good hour, I think, because you know they don't want to bring everyone down. That's insane. So do they leave like the blood and everything to show? No, in not the news? actually. They okay. don't. Well, you know what? Sometimes they will. Like they'll show you like the 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 murder photo but they'll blur out like the face or any like trauma but do they show the blood you'll see the color behind the blur yeah oh interesting but you can see a photo and there's like a headshot like a gunshot wound in the head oh wow it's just a blur you see the colors there your brain puts it together and then they're talking about oh this happened it was so horrible horrific their family is so sad they'll interview yeah. the family as they're grieving yeah and it's <laughs> just i'm like man they uh they have a different way of doing it around here, huh? It sounds like it. And that reminds me, like, when I was younger and my mom would see my dad have the news on, she would just be like, oh, turn off the news. We're tired of seeing all of these depressing things, blah, blah, blah. And when I was younger, I'd be like, why? Don't you want to know what's going on in the world? Nope. Ignorance is truly bliss. It's not only that, is that the news really highlights all of the negative stuff that is happening in the world rather than the positive. There's positive things that happen out there every single day. There truly is. And so now that I'm older, I'm realizing I'm turning into my mother. Oh, are you really? I've had the same realization. No, it's crazy because I'm like, I don't want to watch the news. Okay. I please like don't turn it on leave it off she cries at the most simplest things i'm like i used to be like mom why are you crying now i'm crying right there with her (laughs) and it's like and our mannerisms insane they're they're exactly the same she's always cleaning she hates coming back to a dirty home i mean you speak assyrian the same as well do we really oh my god your voices just get more and more similar the older you get really absolutely like just just in assyrian so like do our voices sound the same your voices have the same inflection like you showed me a recording of your mom's voice and a recording of your voice. I would have thought that was like your mom speaking, but like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you speak the exact same. There's maybe a little difference in the tone of your voice, but you speak the exact same. That's kind of crazy. I always think you two are fighting. No, we're not. Me and my mom like fight in private. I also believe I'm turning into my mother. And I think that's, you look like your mom. I do. <laughs> you I, look I really, like your mom. I couldn't escape those jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, my mom's a good-looking woman. No, she's actually really beautiful. My social mannerisms, as much as I hate to say it, stem from my mother. So all of my social expectations, all of my everything I think about my friend group, everything that like blah, blah, blah. I feel like I take after my mother in the way that I have a perspective on the world. Mm -hmm. So I did something horrible last weekend. I missed a baby shower. You missed a baby shower? I missed the first baby shower of the friend group. The first, and you missed it? I missed it. 
I've never felt worse about anything. The worst part is, is that I was at the bank and I thought, hey, I'm here at the bank. And as I'm realizing this, I feel like I'm getting hit by a train. (laughs) I'm like, oh, maybe I can still make it. So it's noon and I hop on Snapchat. I'm like, okay, let me check the stories. If something's happening, I'll, I'll find out. I hop on the stories and I hop on my friend's Snapchat, the host, the pregnant girl. And it is a picture of a watermelon that's been carved out to look like a baby in a bassinet covered in a blanket of fruit. Oh, that's adorable. And it was posted two hours prior to when I looked at it. So I was not only late for the baby shower, I missed it by a long shot. And I'm a horrible friend. Later that night, of course, I get the message, we missed you at the baby shower. It's like, I missed you too. But so that was a horrible feeling. So I sit down with my mother. And the first thing I do when I lock eyes with her, I say, mom, I tell her about this whole story. I say, mom, I missed the baby shower. And her face looked at me and I was looking directly in the mirror. The shock and awe, the dropped jaw, the dead eyes of (laughs) you missed the baby shower. Who do you think you are? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I missed the baby shower. Lesson learned. Use the calendar in your phone. No, literally. Because I think that's the last key I need to be like my parents is to use the phone calendar. So your mom was equally as disappointed in you as you were disappointed in yourself. Yes. I didn't even have to get a lecture from my mother because I had already beaten myself up for (laughs) for like three or four days. He's like, I already knew. I missed the baby shower. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's sad. Especially like the first person in the friend group to get pregnant. I know. And I was so excited to go. I love parties at that, at that friend's house. But I'm wondering if any of our listeners also have events that they've missed and they feel bad for or turning into their parents i'm so curious and answer the poll down below how have you turned into your parents what do you think what makes you anxious so what makes me anxious um yeah what makes that makes that hair of yours anxious so my anxiety um a couple years ago i had the worst anxiety which was probably in 2020 yeah it was in 2020 it was december 2020 I had a severe anxiety attack that I hospitalized myself for. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Can you believe I already had a bachelor's in psych? I was getting my master's in psych. I had an anxiety attack and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? You couldn't help yourself out there? I couldn't. (laughs) I literally, because I had never experienced it before. Oh, that was your first. That was like my first. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? It felt like a heart attack. Listen, anxiety attacks are very specific to every person that has them. You cannot generalize them, but some people will say they feel like they're dying. Some people say it feels like a heart attack. For me, it felt like I was losing control of myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how I could control myself. I wanted a vacuum cleaner to suck out my brain and start it off clean. That's literally what I wanted. I like fantasized about that. Because my anxiety, I was like, there is absolutely no way I can sit here and do these CBT like classes, therapy sessions and rewire my brain. I was like, how is that possible? Yeah, I think I need a Stanley steamer in the old noggin after that, too. Yeah. So I hospitalized myself and they're like, yeah, so um, there's nothing we can do for you. Oh, yeah. They didn't give me anti-anxiety medication. They didn't give me any of that stuff. They were just kind of like. Here's a therapy class that you can go to and then you can go home. So that's what I did. And I continued to take the the CBT courses and it was super helpful. It actually helped me. And as somebody who's studying psychology, everyone who studies psychology needs to go to their own therapy session. And prior to that, 
I had gone to therapy, but it was just kind of like the desensitized young person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then when you have anxiety and you have real world problems, you're just kind of like, oh, so um, this is what's going on. So when I was actually dealing with it with my anxiety and I saw the power of CBT, I started to believe in the power of mental health treatment and the power of therapy and the power of CBT. So it's just all very important. And that's why I am such a strong advocate for self-care. Because if you do not take care of yourself, you will fall in a bottomless pit. And nobody will be there to help you but yourself. So people, if you're if you're burning yourself out, take care of yourself. At the end of the day, as long as you love yourself and you have a great support network, that's all that matters. And it's a great start. Yes, of course. And before we close out the podcast, because we are coming at time, I do want to tell all of you that if you are looking for a mental health provider, please go on the website, Meet Monarch, and there you can find a therapist, their nearest availability, what insurance they accept. Make sure to check out that website. Again, that website is meetmonarch.com. Super helpful website. Also, you can call your insurance provider and they will recommend you to therapists that are covered under their insurance. And another thing that would I would advise you to do is call community mental health centers. I would advise you to call other mental health providers. They can even be private mental health providers. Call them and see if they will do free treatment for you or a sliding scale for you. At the end of the day, mental health therapists are there to help you. They love you. They want to help everyone as much as they can. That's why, did you know, PsyDs and PhDs are the least paying profession with the highest paid degree. They are number two. What's number one, nursing? Veterinarian. Really? Yes, they are the least paid profession with their qualifying degree. Number two is psychologists. Wow, that's shocking. Yes, so if that doesn't show you that they're literally doing the job because they love you and want to help you, then I don't know what does. But feel free to shop with your therapist as well. Do not feel stuck on one therapist. If you do not match with this therapist... Go find another one. Go ask for another one. Request another one. You are entitled to do so. Speak up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Take care of your mental health. All right, everyone. Join us next time where Nineveh wears nothing but a T-Rex suit and climbs a Sears Tower with a couple of toilet plungers. I'm sorry, what? See you next time. I can barely even climb a rope. What are we doing here? (laughs) Alrighty, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And until the next episode... See you next time on Shameless in Chicago. Bye.